0: You are listening to Open Mic
1: Spotlight with Heavenly Holt. Open Mic Spotlight is a weekly podcast featuring intimate conversations and performances with both local and touring musicians and artists. Take a closer look at all the wonderful talent and culture the Chattanooga music scene has to offer. Open Mic Spotlight is currently looking for future episode sponsors. Sponsorship benefits include spoken ads on episodes and logos and written ads on iTunes and social media. All funds go directly to the production and marketing of each episode. If you would like to sponsor or hear more details, please contact me at Heather Lee Holt at OpenMicSpotlight.com. Welcome to another episode of Open Mic Spotlight. I am your host, Heather Lee Holt, and today we have three special guests from out of town. Thanks to Christy Graves, who's putting together a house show for them today. And it's probably the biggest one that she's put together to date. And I'm going to let you guys introduce yourself. I'm Navid. I'm Jenny.
2: And I'm Josiah Johnson. Navid and Jenny are in Planes on Paper, just to clarify. Yeah. We
3: are a duo called Planes on Paper. We write folk songs together.
1: And Josiah is from The Head and the Heart, which is a band based out of Washington. Seattle,
2: Washington, yeah.
1: And he is taking a break from the band and decided to go on tour with Planes on Paper.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Love their songs,
3: identify with the thoughtfulness of their lyrics and they're good friends. Yeah. And it was going to be fun. We went to all our favorite food cities, so it was a good trip to get together on.
1: Yeah, and this is the last show of your tour.
3: It is two weeks on the East Coast,
1: and it's the end. Yeah, uh, are you so sad? sad? Yeah,
3: I'm sad. I mean, I miss my dogs. So you know, I'll be more sad in a week than I am right now.
1: Only means that you get to plan another one. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and start with a song. What would you like to do first? And whose song is it?
3: Let's do Television. This is a song called Television that uh, we wrote because it's uh. It's been hard to talk politics lately. Like, we all feel like that. And it's, uh. It's awfully sad that it's as hard to talk as it is.
4: It's only hard because I love you. And there's nothing that I can do. I don't have the words to make you change your mind. We don't get anywhere, we just get tired of trying. We're tired of wasting our time. I'm not saying we can't be. This isn't what it's like to be happy Either hiding out and looking for a fight There's no apologies, we just say goodnight Till we're spending our whole lives Trying not to yell, trying not to cry I know you're angry and you're confused But it's not the rest of the world, babe, it's you And it's where you get your news It's not like it was then We were among our friends Now we're both lonely, hungry, leaning out for love And this division is as division does And the TV's always on And I can't hear your voice over the hum I can hardly believe my own thoughts Cause it's saying this is one There's no one you can trust
3: That it's either them
4: or us But this might be a much less simple situation This feels like a sham It's 3 a.m we're both waiting on the broadcast end Instead of changing the station And the TV's always on And I'm thinking about days when we were young We didn't know then if this was love or lust
3: We had each other and that
4: felt like enough I hope it's still enough. I hope it's still enough.
1: Wow. Your voices sound so good together.
5: Thank you. Thank you.
1: And that was your song?
3: Yeah. Yeah, Jenny and I wrote that.
1: You guys co-write together all your songs?
3: Yeah. Some are like more Jenny and some are more me. They end up being together, but like sometimes Jenny's got like a mass of lyrics that's like like I don't need to contribute to it. We both play instruments, but I'm more the instrumentalist role in this band. Sometimes I have stuff that we're not writing together, but in the same way, I've got a thing that I think is pretty much set, and then Jenny will mostly for clarity edit my writing as well. Nobody is going to know what you're talking about
5: his brains so i'm like
3: we love your brain
5: sometimes there's some words that i'm like nobody in this century has heard that word <laughs> like you have like every like i'm gonna feel weird saying that word <laughs>
3: like, it's for the best i understand that what word i mean i insisted on keeping the word stied as in like penned i remember the ones that i insisted on keeping more than i remember the ones that i conceded I know I wanted to use both raised with an S and raised with a Z in the same song, and you were like, that's that's not good. Like, that doesn't...
1: Who, who does that? Yeah. Chance the oh. Rapper or...
3: I've been saying for a long time that I'm a lot like Chance the Rapper. So if you could tag him in this... And Frank Ocean, like...
1: too, does yeah. that a lot. He plays on words. Yeah, Word, those guys so.
3: are fun. I told you I was like Chance the Rapper.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about how you guys know each other. So you two are together. Yeah. You're, you're married. No. N- yeah. No. No. Kind.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice try, dude. You're gonna have to get some. You're gonna have to do some more work before you can say I that. Know, when was the wedding? I was invited, <laughs> yes. Wait. Let's talk about that. Which two of us
3: are you pointing at? <laughs> <laughs>
2: High five, Jenny. Nice one.
3: Anyways, continue. I wasn't clear on which capacity you meant together. We're hella romantic. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a thing you should know about us right out of the gate. We're very romantic people. So you
1: guys are <laughs> in a relationship, and then you guys know each other through preschool friends?
2: There's an elementary school friend of Navid's that I know because he's married to... One of my good friends, a couple of years ago when they were coming down to San Francisco, he reached out and he was like, I know you're like on a break, but would you want to play a show with us? And I'd not really listened to their music too much. And then when I was watching them, I was just like, oh God, all of these lyrics are so applicable to me and so well crafted. So I got and like a, it lot grew more from of a fan. Yeah. And then it grew from there.
1: So let's talk about what you guys did today a little bit. So you started off at Songbirds.
3: We started off at Songbird Guitars, amazing collection.
1: Mm. And what'd you think?
3: Man, I held like the ninth electric guitar ever made. I mean, that's like a weird thing to say. So I was, I was pretty excited.
2: Like about Even it. if you
1: don't really care about gear and like old history and guitars, which is, I mean, everyone does. But.
2: I'm raising my hand. I don't care about old gear and history and guitars.
1: But when you step in yeah. there, it's kind of...
2: It unfurled slowly for me. I looked at a lot of guitars, and the color of the paint on that one versus that one doesn't interest me. The fact that like that's a limited edition paint color is not interesting to me. But then you see Chuck Berry holding that same guitar, and the color of that guitar is because it was faded, because he played it out in the sun and in smoky bars all the time. And all of that, and getting to see that was really cool. The craftsmanship is not something that I know or know how to even begin to get into, but the stories of musicians that i love is pretty cool
1: what did you think
3: i'm a guitar guy it was genuinely a cool thing i mean like I, i actually do spend a lot of time thinking about why one instrument sounds different from another it's like a thing i enjoy doing other people use the guitar differently it's a tool that has many many different uses and so it actually interests me why does that guitar with that type of wood on top why does it sound the way it does like what what about the Density of the wood makes it louder, or softer, the way it's braced, or whatever. So, you know, I think that's interesting. Looking at museum pieces and and seeing these 50s guitars sounded in this certain way because they were built in this certain way. And Buddy Holly and Chuck Berry sound distinctly different from the guitars that you hear on late 60s records. And and part of that was their control, but a lot of it just had to do with the fact that people were getting better at making electric guitars by by the end of the 60s.
1: Do so. they let you play some?
3: We, like, twinkled around with them a little bit, like, held a few, but, you know, I don't really want to be the guy who dropped Chuck Berry's guitar, so we didn't really push the envelope on, like, no, really, let me play that thing. It was nice to look at them and know the history.
1: It's a really cool thing to have in Chattanooga, of all places. Nashville's right down the road, but it's here.
2: Does the guy who owns all those guitars, did he live here, or...?
1: And they're doing a lot of cool things at Songbirds with promoting the scene and bringing cool artists in to play. And they're trying to do a lot of things with that music education. And
2: Seems like there's a lot of cool venue situation things happening in that building. Yes. That there's said. a lot
1: of new things popping up. Yeah. So then you went to the Treetop Hideaways. We yeah. did. And the stage just got finished today, I saw.
2: That would explain why my boots were sticking to... Yeah, the paint was probably (laughs) wet.
1: And you guys did a little video.
3: We sang a couple of songs up there. Yeah.
1: That's really exciting.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was the best treehouse I've ever been in.
1: And you guys are staying there, right?
2: So A, we're staying there, and B, the song that we did outside on that stage, last night we just figured out... It used to have a rhythm that I was not super a fan of, but it was how the song was gifted to me, and I hadn't figured out something that felt better. And last night we were playing around with it and figured out the straighter feel that feels nicer. And so then the next day to like be doing a video session to get to record the song in that feel. With Naveed who was playing the guitar to help that feel be birthed. The song came into like what it
1: was and then you got to record it. Yeah, that was pretty cool. At the same place. Yeah. That is cool.
2: That's an amazing like just the like calming energy of just the leaves and the quiet out there. I mean... I feel like compared to where I'm from, all of Chattanooga feels that way. But especially out there, it's pretty wonderful. You
3: do have to watch out for falling acorns, though. Yeah, Yeah. you both got beaned. They both got beaned.
2: So just like bring an umbrella.
1: I know. I hope it doesn't hurt my guitar. That's the only thing I worry about.
3: Protect your guitar. Yeah. They're coming down with some heat on them. And squirrels up there. Just (laughs) just
2: throwing them at you. Yeah, just punking you.
1: So what part of California do you live in?
2: Oakland. I grew up in Orange County until I was early 20s, and then I moved to Seattle for a while and moved around a bunch. So
1: Chattanooga feels very slow and small town.
2: Yeah, yeah. I've definitely only lived in very busy places, and I'm, like, appreciating more and more the peacefulness.
1: Let's do another song.
3: You want to do that one?
2: Which one?
1: The one you were talking about. Yeah, Yeah.
2: cool. Yeah, let's do it. Hmm.
0: There was anger in my heart But I come to you with my love And open arms For myself And for everyone I had gotten it all wrong I was buried in my own shit but the order was too tall to climb the life back out of it. But the way your way again my friend the greatest task for the modern woman like me is to find what is within herself it's just so loud everywhere else and to love what is within herself And if you're caught upon to love another And you find you are too small I know you're more than capable I know you're more than capable It hurts but you can grow Large enough to allow it all But the world's not gonna end The world's not gonna end If you do not get your way again If you do not get your way again Hurts, but you can grow large enough to allow it all. The world's not going to end If you do not get your way again, my friend
1: Lovely. Thank you. Yeah, that was so good. So I'm curious as to what it was before.
2: It just had a little more, like, of a beachy vibe, like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: it felt very campfire and it's already kumbaya enough without throwing a total campfire rhythm on it.
1: I like it. It's so nice. And your harmonies are perfect. Oh, thank you. They're so good. <laughs> So, have you taken any of the ones that you wrote with the Head and the Heart and still play? Yeah, there's a couple. And do people recognize them Oh, um, yeah, sing along?
2: If they like came to see me, it's because of Head and the Heart. What
1: so. I was reading is there were two lead singers? Yeah, there's both? three of us like- that
2: all wrote songs.
1: And then just brought them. Yeah, the
2: of- and some of the times it was brought a finished song. A lot of the times it was more so in the earlier days when we were just had nothing better to do than kick it. Then you'd like have part of a song. Also, we weren't as good at finishing our own songs, and so you'd be two-thirds of the way through and just totally stuck, and the idea that someone else had would break open.
1: And that's what co-writing's all about, I feel like. Yeah,
2: Yeah. so it was started kind of like co-writing. We weren't calling it that because we weren't... It was just natural. Yeah, there's a guy and a woman who were both the other two main songwriters in the band, and the guy and I were kind of just always together when the band was starting out, and so it was very easy and not, a planned thing to like co-write and finish songs,
1: yeah, and I guess taking a break from that group that I mean, I know for me a lot of change creates a lot of emotion and creates a lot of really strong words on paper <laughs> for me yeah. that's when the best stuff comes, so yeah. I guess you have had a lot of change in the past year or two, yeah so have you had a lot of songs come from all of that
2: other than the year when I was like twenty one and The love of my life broke up with me and I wasn't going to, you know, marry her. And I wrote like 80 songs that were all like variations of the exact same thing (laughs) that no one needs to hear.
5: (laughs) But they healed you.
2: Yeah. But no, they were like, they healed me and they were the fuel for finding my voice. You know, I think you need to write so many songs before you get comfortable using your voice.
1: Let's go back a little bit and talk about when you started music altogether.
2: I was like 16. I was already in high school like being heartbroken. But
1: when did you have that moment where you're like, you know what, I want to kind of do this all the time? Or did it just kind of unfold like that, that you were just happen to be doing it all the time now?
2: I didn't have that moment. It was just what I liked doing better than what I thought I was going to be doing with my life.
1: Yeah. Eventually, the music started to take over to where you were doing it as your job.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's really tough, and people get really sidetracked when they try to think, like, I want to do this music thing for my work and worry ab- more about the how than the what
1: mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I fortunately didn't have that yeah. so much and even if you do have that
3: toss it out of your mind and don't think about it
1: mm-hmm. what about yeah. you guys did you grow up playing music
3: yeah, Jenny grew up singing I've always played an instrument, always I didn't actually know I could sing until just a few years ago uh, I didn't
5: really grow up singing either but it's true you are playing the piano the- Piano lessons forever and mm-hmm. then like in high school started singing mostly yeah. in choir. I got put into a choir class Me too. And it's like oh, yeah. this is cool. Yeah and plays and stuff
1: And then you guys met and that's when you started to get serious
5: I didn't do any music for 15 years. I quit playing piano when I was like probably 15
1: did you and miss I'd,
5: it after not doing it for some Yeah, time? I did, and one day at an estate sale, I bought a piano. They wanted $2,000 for it, and I waited until the very last day of the estate sale, and I went there, at the, like, the last 10 minutes, and it was still there, and I was like, hey, I have $300. Can I have this piano? And Damn. they were like, yes, please. Just I take mean, it. <laughs> nobody wants to move a piano. So I got a piano, and I started, you know, like, little messing, and it, it kind of came back to me, you know, kind of got me back into it a little bit
1: and then you guys meeting is what kind of like yeah spiraled
5: it we met on different circumstances yeah. i was doing a story for the newspaper up where we live i'm a photographer and just in the middle of all this story like interviewing the musicians in town i was joking that because he had sent me some of his songs i was like i want to sing harmony with you on this one song and
3: and then you did
5: it did and then we and Now just it's been started. a few years yeah We've that's the
3: best yes. you said like i'm playing a show tonight yeah yeah he's like i have a show tonight yeah come sing let's do it so she did yeah he's like we...
5: come by my house and like i think he wanted to hear me do it first to be sure <laughs> we it wasn't a total disaster and then he was like oh yeah let's go let's you can just do it with me. yeah let's just do yeah
3: it. we played in another band together briefly and then like when that band ended, we took the couple hundred bucks that were like our share of that band fund. We made a live record the next day. We just did a four song record mm-hmm. and we just sat down and recorded it and that was going to be our demo and then people started reviewing it like it was a record. So then we treated it like a record and, and then when we sold a couple thousand copies of that, we had enough money to make a record in a studio. So we did that and then we traveled around until we sold enough copies of that to make another record in a bigger studio and someday we'll release that and hopefully people are interested enough in it that we'll be able to afford to make more art we didn't have like a come to cohen moment either it was like we're just gonna make music now i feel like as long as we have art that we that we want to make then we will that's just what it is like if there's art to make we'll make the art if there isn't then we'll do something else. That's that's fine.
1: <laughs> I love it. That's great. Let's do another song.
3: What you want to do? Let's do one of yours. Huh? <laughs>
4: Time was on my side for once. Nothing then but eighteen months and nights to count and learn how to sleep. So I tied a scarf around my neck and packed a bag full of forget me not to just one for every dream I'm still trying to keep. One for my sister, one for my brother, and one for love. One for my father, one for my mother, one for the book she's working on. Finally found a day alone where we could work how we belong. And I wonder if you missed me the whole time. And they're wasted hours when words won't come. I sleep and smoke too goddamn much, and I pen a single line for everything I can't keep off my mind. So there's one for my brother, one for my lover, one for King County Jail. One for my father, one for my father and the wall he tried to build. Time enough, it's told of every single story that we wrote. It's a word that we forgot. They come back to break your heart. To be honest in this way, is to admit that every part we had to play, in part was for the lines we couldn't say. And I guess it took some age
3: And those lines
4: laid out neatly on a page To understand we love the most Things we're scared We can't say So that's one for the robins, one for daisies, and one for mother's arms. One for what's mine, one for what's yours, and two to call it ours. (laughs) (laughs)
1: lovely <laughs> <laughs> it was so great good.
2: until like the last chord no, that was, that was it was good. great yeah. it still it was worked like out a
3: total improvised uh,
2: yeah. new ending it was great like, yeah I liked it. we wrote a new ending I to the song on the being fly creative. yeah we were being creative
1: you guys have such a like somber chill but enough energy to make it not feel sleepy very nice. yeah <laughs>
2: yeah we're not bored we're just very intrigued by the idea of being centered
1: yes so where have you been on this tour
2: Boston, New York, Philly, D.C., Charlottesville, Richmond, Raleigh, Asheville, Charlotte, Atlanta, Rabin up Gap, all of
1: the big ones. Chattanooga. That was good, yeah. yeah. Has it been all house shows?
2: No. This is the only
3: house show, in fact. The Grocery on Home in Atlanta is sort of a house show.
1: Where did you play in Asheville? Great Eagle. Oh, very cool.
3: Yeah. It was a great trip, yeah. Some really nice venues and some really small ones and some really big ones and... Turns out, regardless of size of venue, it will be full. I guess, which is a great thing, that we discovered on this trip. We had some really small full venues, and then we had some rooms where I was like, "Oh, that's too many chairs. They shouldn't have set up all those chairs. I'm going to be embarrassed now." Yeah, Uh, and and then yeah, and then they were full. Although
2: the next or a couple days later. There were like twenty people in a two hundred person club. And oh, and that Raleigh show was also great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just still in a, hell a different of a show, way. Yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah, I know how to play to an empty bar. I've done that plenty of times." Well,
1: I mean, that just shows you that you got to keep doing it then, because yeah. people are that running. one
3: was magic yeah. actually. We had a lot of fun yeah, that show. the yeah. empty show in Raleigh, and the people that were there in Raleigh, they were like in that show, and they were like friends, friends forever. Yeah,
2: I think it's like very easy to. Put pressure on yourself for a certain number of people to show up or have it like be reflective of your worth or talent or something but that's a trap because all you have to do is just be like whoever is here is supposed to be here and they're going to get what they're supposed to get out of this night and all i have to do is show up for it and there's no need to worry
1: can you guys tell me one story or interesting thing that has happened on this tour
2: well, Jenny almost
3: got eaten by a snake
1: yesterday.
5: Yeah, true it was true. really close.
3: In Raven Gap, Georgia. It was chasing the... you? Mm. I mean, it seemed like it was chasing her because it was a big snake and that mental imagery. Was... Well, we took a picture of it and then we showed it to a guy who was from there and we said, hey, we saw this big black snake. What kind of snake is this? And he goes, ah, it's a black snake. And I said, Yeah, no, I mean it was a black snake, but it was like about this long and like this big around, it had a white belly, goes, Yeah, black snake.
1: (laughs) You wanna do one more song and then Yeah, I think that's
3: a great idea. But
1: before we do that, on every show I ask the guests to give a piece of advice, whether it be music related or not related, anything that you want that you can just give to the people.
2: One of the biggest ones that I've been working with recently is the power of any negative experience that you have being like the potential to learn something about yourself to grow and or to free yourself from whatever unhelpful expectations you've had and that rather than complaining you can take everything as a learning experience it's been like my big thing recently and then, like, all of life is just a game to go through. And if it's positive, then you're having a great time. And if it's negative, then you're learning something for the future. Yeah.
3: That's good. It's great.
5: Well, even if you get scared by a black snake it's in a black the morning, snake. maybe you'll have the opportunity later that day to pet a rainbow-colored snake and realize that snakes are not as terrifying as you think even though i haven't worked up the courage to hold it yet i touched it and it was not horrifying and i didn't die so there that was what i learned face your fears
3: (laughs) (laughs) man that's tough i'll say i've learned this over the last few years is that people are under no obligation to act how you think they should and if you consider yourself to be a loyal person you can be loyal to someone and not expect that in exchange it's like you behave how you should behave and and you can't be bothered by the fact that not everyone behaves in accordance to how you think is right we're only
1: in control of our own emotions
3: Mm. yeah i don't even know if we're in control of our own emotions but But, we are
2: in control of how we react to those emotions and what we do with it
1: awesome what is the last song you're going to play
2: I'm just going to go for it.
0: the sun So we will rise up Don't even think about a shape formlessly circulating don't hold back really fall apart and find the shape of the thing that you are as we will rise up don't even think about it all though take a breath don't even think about it just breathe Take a breath Don't even But we will rise up, don't even think about it all. ground your feet are near oh.
1: so much for coming on today you're welcome thank you for taking the time to come i know you guys were scheduled a lot of things and i really appreciate you being willing thanks for having us yeah Yeah. thank you for talking to us thank you open mic spotlight is currently looking for future episode sponsors sponsorship benefits include spoken ads on episodes and logos and written ads on itunes and social media All funds go directly to the production and marketing of each episode. If you would like to sponsor or hear more details, please contact me at Heather Lee Holt at openmicspotlight.com. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider leaving a rating or a review on iTunes, Facebook, or even the openmicspotlight.com website. If you love this podcast, Share it on Facebook and tell your friends about the awesome talent you hear on Open Mic Spotlight. It would be a huge help. I would like to give a warm thank you to Jesse Junker for mixing this episode.